All right. So, hey, guys, this isn't Tracy. This is actually her best friend, Girdley. And because me and that crazy girl have been through, like, uh, 10 years of adventures, I thought I'd hit y'all with a disclaimer of sorts. First and lastly, do know that whatever the hell Tracy shares in this podcast comes from her very own treasure chest of magic, logic, and good intentions. She's definitely not a therapist alternative, but she does believe it's inhumane to withhold what feels like gangsta insight. My girl's not for everyone, but she just might be for you. She's beauty in the Hi, babes. Tis I, Tracy G, and you're listening to another episode of the She's Beauty and the Beast podcast, where myself and guests I invite candidly share what makes us laugh and cry and transcend and climax and succeed and fuck up on our way throughout the journey of enjoying our lives full time. I am not no damn life coach. If anything, I am a life cheerleader and there is no accuracy in saying that I am a wellness guru or a spiritual guide or insert other synonyms here. I am just a seeker who likes to share her experiences and epiphanies and deep questions through some convo and some cocktails and some cock. Okay, maybe not that part or maybe sometimes or maybe with one person, whatever. That's me. And you also may know me from SiriusXM's Sway in the Morning show. Boom. So basically, if you could invite both Rihanna and the Dalai Lama to dinner at your crib, this podcast is for you. Now for this episode, which makes for my 20th, woo, look at us, people. I jump on the phone with my love, Rachel Weathers, known by many online simply as Yoga Rachel. You know what? I wasn't really happy with that. So really, I should be saying known by like hundreds of thousands online as Yoga Rachel. Yeah, my girl, she's got heart. She's got metrics. Yo, watch out. Anyways, so Rachel is a self-taught yogi who not only uses her platform to show I would say the magic and the potential of our anatomy, but to document her own internal growth. And that means showing both the grit and the glow of life. So if you follow her on Instagram, you would see candid captions about anything from weight fluctuations to skin insecurities to embracing God of wider arms, finding flow in the hustle and bustle of New York City and so much more. I am just in awe with her perspective on finding peace both on and off the mat. So simply said, I wanted to share my friend, Young Rach. And so here she is. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Hello. It's Rachel. Well, really, it's Tracy. You know that it's already you. (laughs) What the... All right. It's my baby, Rachel. Rachel spelled R-A-C-H-E-A. Mother freaking L. Correct. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Riverside, California, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, my young pretzel girl. <laughs> I was on the train and I was um, going back in time, not too far back though, but uh, some months when we had first met on that warm, fateful night in a Union Square apartment. <laughs> Shout out to our love, Lucky Peters. And, anyways, <laughs> it was my first time meeting you and looking back on it now. And you let me know if this is um, an accurate portrayal. But I noticed I felt like you were very observant and you mm-hmm. had a very piercing yet 
calming energy. I don't know, maybe something like an owl. <laughs> maybe mm. an owl is one of, is one of your um, your spirit animals, and I felt like. And not at the time, because I didn't feel uncomfortable at all within your presence. But Mm -hmm. um, I think because you come across as observant to me, and that's one of my favorite qualities in human beings, um, you were digesting my vibe. And then Mm -hmm. you realized that you loved me. (laughs) And and the feelings were mutual. But um, but after, you know, getting to know your spirit, I was like, okay, yep, I fuck with it. And then right before... Um, I was leaving Josh's crib. I found out about your amazing work and that's your yogi. If I, so I fell in love with your work um, second. And I feel like that's the best order of introductions. Like that's the quintessential yeah. way to meet someone, you know, when it's like spirit yeah. first and then work shit second. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So combining those two for the sake of um, this podcast, uh, I really want to kick off this episode by having you answer this. One, what's your passion? Two, what's your purpose? And three, what the hell is Rachel's kryptonite? Go. Was the last one, what's my kryptonite? Yeah, yo. <laughs> okay, so one, what is my passion? I love, 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 love teaching. Mm. But... I feel like, I don't know, I have a lot of very strong interests also Mm -hmm. right behind that passion. But yeah, I think my passion is definitely um, teaching. I truly believe my purpose is also to teach, but I don't feel like I've discovered this like specifics of it, you know, Um, or maybe if there's a specific of it, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that's my my purpose. Yeah, I, I mean, I do hope to find clarity on that one day soon, sooner than later, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then you said, "What's my kryptonite?" Yeah. Um, it's um, it's a tie between Cinnabons <laughs> from Cinnabon, yeah, and. Really, 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 really nice people. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Uh, I got you. Yeah, my kryptonite is definitely Nutella, like to the point where one of my <laughs> favorite daydreams, and I do not want to manifest this anytime soon, so I've been cutting back on this daydream, but I love thinking about everything I'm going to eat in excess when I'm pregnant, and one of those things is going to be a Costco-sized fucking jar of Nutella. Thank what you. if you what if you what if you become pregnant and then you like can't stand it or something? Would you be disappointed? Why would you wish that upon me, huh? I'm just saying there's possibilities. <laughs> there is possibilities. Yeah, you always gotta leave room for um God's possibilities. Uh well Exactly. You know, I guess I wouldn't be disappointed. I would just have to rearrange my my thoughts and go with the flow of my appetite so if it happens to be there you go if it happens to be pickles and peanut butter then shit bye bye nutella hello pickles and peanut butter (laughs) hello yeah (laughs) but i but i totally get what you're saying um about purpose and i've been having a lot of conversations like really for a massive period of my time but especially in 2016 we're doing different panels about defining what purpose is and I'm someone who personally believes that 
if you have air in your lungs, then you have a purpose. Um, Agreed. You know, it doesn't matter if something you're the the career that you have spent like 12 years building all of a sudden falls crippled you still have a purpose even in the small minuscule um everyday type of activities like sometimes your purpose in a moment on the train could be to put 50 cents in someone's cup you know what i mean exactly yeah yeah um but i'm curious because you said how you have your main passion teaching and i'm right to assume the specifics of teaching of teaching yoga or other areas of teaching so yeah definitely yeah so yeah definitely teaching yoga but even um in the sense of just um just speaking as far as like life lessons you know Mm -hmm. i'm very I i definitely believe that god gave me a gift of explanation of things that I've been through, if that makes sense. If I had to teach you how to not do something that I did, I'm, I'm very good at explaining that. Mm-hmm. And that, so that's the other part of teaching that I believe that, um, it's very much so purposeful on my end. Um, yeah. So it's like, if you could think, if you could shoot us back like a bajillion years, if there was like the old grandmother <laughs> in our village that was the storyteller it right. was me <laughs> oh i love that that's such a pop yeah. image oh that's so that makes me want to hug you right now what the hell why are you on the phone <laughs> <laughs> okay totally got you um so i was reading your exo nicole profile which i thought was spectacular i wish i knew thank you so much i thought it was amazing too that was an amazing 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 write-up yeah so so good and i know when they're talking about your early stages uh four years ago uh, that's pretty much when the internet hooked you up in the form of inspiration via another masterful yogi chick, Irene. What's her last name? Papa. Yeah. Think, you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shout out to Irene. Um, yeah, shout out to Fit Queen Irene. Amazing lady. <laughs> Word. And shout out to freaking uh, to Wi-Fi. It's a blessing. Hello. And shout yeah. out to Instagram. Shout out to Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> shout out all of it man like all of the major blessings that are concealed as basic shit right (laughs) to us now (laughs) in 2016 let's just give it a a bit of a spotlight um but sometimes not even sometimes i think the majority of the time discoveries major discoveries are not accidental you know they very Mm -hmm. much come when needed so i'm interested in knowing what was your life pre-discovery of Irene? Um, wow. Very, I think at the time I was, I was in community college. I'm not really sure. Very, I, I would say from senior year of high school until discovery of Irene, I was very just like floating all over the place. Did not know I could not tell you what I wanted to do. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what I was good at. I was just like existing, very just in this existing state of nothing. And so, um, yeah. And so obviously, you know, I see my peers, you know, making moves, doing things, going to this college, that college, or whatever that they were doing. And still me having basically a question mark on my forehead. Um, I just like slowly just kind of like melted into this depressive state mm-hmm. until literally until I found it. And then it was finally like, Oh my gosh, I have a hobby now. Meanwhile, I mean, I know the story sounds like it was like dark and 
gloomy, but it really wasn't. Like, I was still very much so functioning a very normal life. You know, I had friends that came over. We hung out. Everything seemed cool, but, you know, deep down on the inside, it was just, like, empty. Mm. So, yeah, um, fast forward to me finding Irene. It was like, oh, my gosh, I finally found something that that really interests me and that I lose time in. And it was it had been... I don't know. That might've been the first time I've ever like felt that. So of course it was just like addicting and I didn't stop. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was life pre yoga, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Got it. And I think for, I mean, yeah, this is a given. Well, a lot of people who practice yoga, they say this and I know for myself, I see it as uh, a spiritual practice and a healing tool Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. But sometimes when people initially get into it, it's really another way to have a lean ass banging body for some folks, you know, and then it mm-hmm. can evolve into something deeper. Uh, so was that the mm-hmm. order of events for you or was it, you know, the first time you got into a downward dog on the mat, you felt like, okay, this is some form of church. No, 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 definitely. Um, I definitely went through a whole process. At first, it was just like, this is this is just a hobby. I like doing the poses and taking pictures. <laughs> and then, yeah, literally, that, that was it. And I didn't, I didn't even know that there was like a whole practice mind. I thought you just like did, you just made up whatever one you wanted. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so then when I finally, you know, grew to discover, oh, like there's an entire practice, like an entire lifestyle that you can apply to this then you know then things started turning but um so for me at first it was just like a hobby I was just doing poses and then as I discovered like okay there's this entire practice then it was like okay well where do I sit in when it comes to uh, the spiritual aspects of this and I'm um I'm a Christian so it was like it was kind of conflicting for a while but then I finally got my footing really found my grounding in that so then it was like boom I, I get the physical part of it boom I got the spiritual part of it it was just it was just strengthening my walk because it was like for the for a long time strengthening my walk with God because for a long time it was just like nothing but now it's finally like something requires something spiritual so I you know it's kind of forced me to get back into my word and then of course um I mean all of that encompass it changed just just natural me Rachel just you know uh my soul I guess you could say like down to my soul when it came to self-confidence and just self-esteem overall everything definitely it shifted, and I would say all three parts are definitely for for my journey. They were definitely necessary for each other. I didn't get. I don't think I could have moved on and got the next one without completing. You know what I'm saying? The one that I was currently at, if if that makes um, sense. Nah, absolutely. Um, so I don't think I would have ever gotten to the place where I was like, "Wow, I I love myself." If I would have never gotten past okay, what are you doing spiritually? You know, if I would have never gotten gone through stage two, then stage three, I obviously wouldn't um, have gotten completed either. Yeah, no, that makes sense because at every stage you have to um, find the lesson that gives you with another piece of the map and then you just keep mm-hmm. walking, you know, in forward movement. Not necessarily linear movement, <laughs> but at least, you know, <laughs> forward. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So now I'm wondering, you mentioned, and this this uh, lit up my attention, when there is a bit of conflict, because you're saying how you're a Christian, and Christians stand up, I am one as well. <laughs> Even though I do... <laughs> Word. Even though I also think for myself, I look at myself as very like, 
I don't know, bilingual in a lot of spiritual languages, so to say. Well, more than bi, like trilingual, whatever. I can speak a lot of spiritual languages, I feel like. I just look... (laughs) Got you. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, what feels good about this? Okay, let me extract that, put it in my back pocket. And if something else is a little mm, sus, I leave it alone. Because everything that is held within human hands is tainted. Just because we are tainted. You know what I'm saying? That's that. But I'm interested in knowing what Um, is your conflict. I understand. Yeah, I definitely, well, yeah, I definitely, if I had to put a label on, I would definitely say Christian, but I definitely, I mean, my pastor back home definitely always taught us, you know, you just need to cultivate a relationship, like forget the titles, cultivate a relationship. And Mm -hmm. so I totally stand by that 100%. But um, yeah, so, you know, very much so in the church world, we're very just, I don't know, some people are just crazy, very hypocritical. So it, mm-hmm. a lot of backlash came just because the practice of yoga, you know, comes, um, kind of derives from Hindu, the Hindu people. And right. so, or people that, you know, practice um, Hinduism or Buddhism or whatever. And so, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> a lot of, a lot of Christians are very bothered that I would, you know, dive myself into a practice that that mainly Hindus practice, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it, it took a while, but I had to just like separate, excuse me, not separate, but basically just like wash out all the noise. Cause it's like, there's no, um, I believe everything on this earth God created. Um, I don't believe God came down and was like, here, this is a warrior too. And then uh, shot back up to heaven. I believe that I believe he created everything, meaning he created the person that created it, you know, right. but he was, the ultimate planter of the seed. So it would, you know, he gets the credit. And so I'm like, you know what, if God created everything, then how can you, how can you, um, you know, shame me for praising him in this way that he ultimately created, you know, mm-hmm. just cause I'm not, just cause I don't agree or I'm not practicing in the way that they practice doesn't make it wrong or make what I'm doing wrong or, you know, what they're doing wrong. It's, um, so that's how I had it, but it took a long time for me. Cause it's like, dang, I finally found something that I really, really love. And now you're telling me it's wrong. Like what? Right. Um, so a lot in that, it really taught me how to just like stand firm in what I believe, you know? Um, and I was just like, you know what, even if I'm wrong for this, I'm going to stand firm in it. At least I know I got a backbone, you know? And if I'm wrong in anything that I'm doing, one day I will be corrected. And then, you know, whatever, you just turn around and go the other way. You're going the wrong way for this time. Boom. Absolutely. You know, you know, nothing to be ashamed about. Just fix it and go. So yeah, that's what I'm at. And I'm like, you know what? And at this point, I'm just definitely cemented standing solid firm you would rip my legs off if you tried to move me in the fact that this is definitely something that god placed me on this earth to do like there's no doubt in my mind and anyone that tries to come at me sideways about it basically i'm just gonna look at you crazy mm-hmm. if and i even listen hello exactly boom mute button so really at the end <laughs> of the day <laughs> yoga is just a tool like it's just a tool it and- literally is a tool mm-hmm. and it's it has all it has these things to offer us and it's just up to us to choose if someone's like you know you know missing with the spiritual part of it missing with that other stuff i just want to get a good exercise in Mm -hmm. you can do that and that is perfectly fine ah so if you're like i just want to meditate you can do that and that is perfectly fine there's no rule book to it which definitely that's something that is just like become i don't know it's it's an, it's an interesting thing in the yoga world people are you know kind of like making rules so like you know you're not a real yogi if you're not practicing all eight limbs of yoga you know and it's just like no you're a yogi if you 
sit on your mat. Mm. <laughs> right. Okay. So yogi matter. Is, so yogi isn't a title that we graduate to. Kind of like when you First get a all, black I belt. I hate the title. For I hate the title because because of the confusion that comes with it. But yeah, it's just. Do you do yoga? Okay, you're a yogi. Cool. Oh. Well, then, motherfuckers, I'm a yogi. Holla. Ask about me. There's no, there's no certification, accreditation, level 10, elite. Wow. It's just, do you practice? Yes or no? Okay, so then really it's just... So you're a yogi, I'm a yogi. Yeah, it's anyone who practices. But I'm, and then, but what come, what's been like silently spoken and kind of like coming with that, the badge of yogi is like, well, do you practice this and do you do that? And it's just like, first of all, that's fake. Do you practice? Do you have, do you have a personal practice? Like, does Tracy practice the way Tracy wants to practice? Yes, yeah, you're a yogi, okay? Mm. Thank you. There's no guideline. There's no like rule, like magical rule, but it's just, it is what it is. And it's all good, you know? Right, 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 right. And plus it's so personal at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's, you know, it's, it's, um, I almost, it's really, it's interesting. The yoga world is very interesting because in the same way that we talk about how, or how not even, and by we, I mean like, America, mm-hmm. the world, actually, how there's stigmas with Christianity, like you're hypocritical to this or that. First of all, that's everywhere mm-hmm. in everything because there's nothing perfect on this earth. But it's funny when I see it, when I hear it said within the yoga community, and then I see it, and I'm just like, yo, we're all the same, and y'all are really tripping. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we're all the same. Like, you're exactly like the people you're talking about. Like, exactly. Yeah, (laughs) no, it's as simple as that. It's just like, there's this badge of liar, and everyone's just, like, passing it around really fast. (laughs) Like, Uh, what? Just chill. Yeah, and I think sometimes there's, I mean, there's elitism, elitism in everything. And because, like, looking at Instagram, how you know, perception is just plastered all over those digital walls and you have all of these like Circus Soleil type contortionists and it can feel like inaccessible, like some higher levels of yoga. (laughs) And then it's like, it's just, uh yeah. And then no, no worries. And I feel like that's maybe where, well, you'd be able to do this if you practice this amount of times and blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like what's great about you is you will actually post a video of yourself not getting a move. Yeah, I I think it's totally important cuz there was for a long time where I would just and it wasn't even I was consciously doing it, it was just like I would set up the camera then you know I'd pick out the best picture and post it and then after a while I I realized like wait a minute this might seem very inaccessible for someone if they just see me bust the splits open, putting my toe in my ear, you know? <laughs> then I was like, okay, let me, from, you know, when I, so then I was like, okay, cool, I'll just film my entire practice, then I can, because, I mean, I fall all the time, but it's just, the camera's not out, you know? Mm-hmm. And the camera's not out until I take it out, and I'm saying, okay, cool, I want to take a picture now, then I do it. And typically, I don't take a picture of something that I'm, like, experimenting with. So then when I finally realized, okay, this seems very unobtainable, you seem very not on this earth, I started filming basically the whole practice, and then I would just pick and choose, kind of like, okay, cool, that'd be a cool to post and talk about or whatever. But, um, yeah, thank you so much. I definitely want to always stay, like, relatable 
um, for we sure. Need it. Nah, we need it. Okay, so going back to um, more of the basics in your practice of yoga, how has it been used? Because you speak about this a lot through your captions, but since I got your voice on wax, how has it helped um, detangle some like inner challenges for yourself? Honestly, because I practice what I call my three limbs of yoga, which is the spiritual, physical, and then the um, emotional, you know, the inside, whatever you want to call it, Mm -hmm. because I would practice that when it came to how you said untangling the inner whatevers, it very much so helped that I had finally came to something that required me to study and pray and journal and write. And so yoga forced me to practice that. So then when, when things came up, it was, I don't know, it was like, it was almost like when I got on my mat or, you know, when I'm journaling or whatever, those are always my rough drafts to finally the real challenge, if that makes sense, you know, Hmm. Um, because of the practice, I met uh, so many new people and a lot of the, I, I guess a lot of the traumatic things that have happened or, you know, what what's traumatic to me that have happened to me over the past three and a half, uh, four years, someone else that I had met had already gone through it. So I had already been through it being the fly on the wall. Right. Felt, my, felt for my friend, helped that person get through it. And then when it was finally my turn, it was like, oh, okay, I did this before. I know, you know, turn left at the light. I know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely say that, that I guess the practice opened me up to people that have gone through, you know, uh, all types of things in life. And then when it came to be my turn, it was like, okay, cool. Like, thanks Yoko for setting me up with the teacher, the, the person to teach me how to get through this in a sense, if that makes sense, you know? No, it does. Cause I mean, you were yeah. cultivating a new type of energy that was attracting you to other people who were on the same yeah. frequency. And I'm a very, um, when it comes to consoling people, I'm very just like, I'm just, I'm a very laid back person, um, yeah. consoling you or not. And so, uh, yeah, it, I'm very, um, not a lot of things would shake me up at this point. I'm, I'm like permanently relaxed mm. <laughs> and I'm from California. And so we're all relaxed. Yeah. So it's, I've, I've, I'm very happy to say I've been living a very, a lot sh- less stress. What am I saying? almost a completely stress-free life. You know, I definitely believe stress is a choice, but um, because of the practice, I've definitely learned how to just breathe through things and be like, hey, you know what? Cool, trust God. And I actually do and stop thinking about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because it's a nice like way to practice mindfulness too. And in a lot of yeah, in a lot of ways, we hoard um, our stress, negative energy within our body and we have no idea. You know, like a lot of times when we get sick or we feel sore in certain places, it's in it's directly correlated with like maybe a depressive period in our life. Not all the time, but I've noticed. Yeah. You know, I've noticed with a lot of people when you're feeling really low, your body sucks as well because it's all an interconnected system. Mm-hmm. And I think with yoga, um, the case has been for me and for a lot of people is um, I can I'm paying attention so much to how I feel on the inside um, and giving myself time to really put a magnifying glass on those parts of me that don't get enough attention because normally we spend much more time on the physical side of it, on the appearance. Mm-hmm. And when I'm on the mat, I'm like, oh, shoot, I didn't realize in this heavy state how much this has been affecting my shoulders 
And I can feel that affects my shoulders because of how tense. Bro, yo, I don't be realizing <laughs> how tense my shoulders, you know? And then I get proud of myself when I continue and my shoulders are naturally down. Uh-huh. And then I look at it. I'm like, okay, so I'm seeing how I'm improving physically. And then when I look at my my life with work and, you know, relationships, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, wow. It's not a coincidence that... It is an accurate reflection of how I have just been walking my walk out here in the streets. Mm-hmm. All of that to yeah. say, I feel like it's, I feel like yoga can give you a good progress report on how you're handling Definitely. life. Right? Definitely. Yeah. So let me do you, let me have you do me a favor. How can we... Mm-hmm. Translate this into a popping ass sales pitch to get our dudes on the damn mat. Honestly, I don't <laughs> mind. Maybe he does it with me. Um, <laughs> I just ask. Um, I don't know. I guess if we kind of take away this taboo I guess for everyone, if we can take away the 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 feminine taboo of yoga, mm-hmm. then. It would be fine, but there's just this like pink bow across it, and it's weird. <laughs> that is so it's right. Like, yeah, it's so hard because every you know every time I've gone to a class with a guy, um, like a man in the class, they're they, I mean they're in the they're the ones that they're working the hardest. Like right. they'll really give it up. Like yo, this is hard. It's a good workout, mm-hmm. especially hot yoga. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What if we if we can remove the pink bow, try that, and I don't know, just ask. Like it's it's so it is so good, honestly. Like it makes your body feel amazing. It's not about if there's more girls or guys. It's about do you want your body to feel amazing? Exactly. Absolutely. Right. And I also think um, I I know a lot of guys that say I'm not limber enough, and I'm like, bruh. <laughs> Yeah, there's no enough. You don't, you don't, you know, like, you don't, there's no, you don't start something because you're good at it. You start it and then you learn and then you become whatever you become. Mm -hmm. Mm. Period. But you don't like, you don't say, I'm not going to run track because I've never ran before. Well, you run track to run. Right. (laughs) So if you want to be flexible, you do activities that make you flexible. Mm -hmm. That question, it would bother me like to my soul because I'm like that. First of all, it's, it doesn't make sense. You're doing an activity to enhance or create something. So to ha- not have it is a prerequisite to why you should do it. Mm-hmm. Boom. And I will take that and turn it into a soundbite <laughs> and email it to a couple folks. Thank you very much, Young Rach. Um, I feel like on, on the <laughs> other side, too, of guys... A lot of times with yoga, you'll hear a lot of sexual innuendos pinned to it. And because men are used to looking at the woman's body for their own consumption. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes. Do you ever get like just dudes being inappropriate with you? Never, um, never, it's never happened in person. Um, so never like in a class, but definitely over the internet. I mean, it's ridiculous, but I mean, it's just, it's just, you're very much so immature and I'm not basing it off what's crossing someone's mind because you know, you kind of can't, you know, whatever your mind's your mind, but to type things out and press in and think like, Ooh, that was good. You're immature. Mm -hmm. Like flat out. Um, so, so honestly that literally that shows me 
you know, when I, when I have casual conversations with friends and, or, you know, friends or acquaintances, and there's some sort of just sexual something thrown at about the practice and the conversation is, we're not having a jokingly combo. It just shows me where your maturity level is. And it's, you know, it's, unfortunate but it's very annoying right right but at least we know so we can categorize you properly so for girls who want to because the great thing about instagram is it really helps with documenting a journey especially when it comes to physical transformations but let's just say there are some women who are uncomfortable with showcasing their body in a raw state via um yoga on a public mm-hmm. platform such as Instagram because they don't want to be looked at as if like, you know, they're just out here to just get yeah, attention, just to get likes. I, you know um, I definitely, I mean, I've been, I've gone through that emotion a million times, even though I definitely feel like I was one of the, fir- you know, I was definitely on that first wave of like um, creating, you know, Instagram, especially when it comes to black black people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started my page, I think I had only had like one or two other like black yoga friends and everyone else was something else. But, um, so I understand that stigma of the thirst of you doing this for attention because there are a lot of people that are doing that for attention and they don't care, you know, that's what they want to do. Um, but it's just, it's not something that has to be shared. Like this could be a personal practice only for you. I choose to share it because, um, that's how, you know, like you said, like that's how I got to document it. But I mean, obviously there's options of private pages or I don't know, you throw photos in a, in a Google drive. I mean, you know, there's so many other options. You don't have to be on social media bent over. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have to just cultivate a practice that you're comfortable with and do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That makes sense. I, you know, it, it's taken a minute, but I'm finally like, I don't pretty much don't care. I feel like everything that's going to be said, has kind of been said mm-hmm. <laughs> to me or, you know, anything crazy. So I'm just like, I don't care. I know why I'm posting it and the people that it's for know why I'm posting it. So that's literally all that matters. Mm-hmm. Let's talk real quick about, um, your no- your new partnership with doing these video series. Yeah, so I partnered with a company called Cody App, and they actually have an app called Cody App. So that's really funny. Mm-hmm. But um, I partnered with them, and a couple months ago, we we filmed a whole thirty. Actually, we filmed two thirty day series, but just released the first thirty day series. Um, it's really it's my baby. Um, it was my first time ever filming online content, and so. I was just like, okay, well, you know, I just was like, let me just teach how I teach in person. Um, so I literally taught that I'm a very strength-based teacher, so it's, it's you're going to definitely sweat. Your arms are going to be sore. But I definitely put my heart into creating online what I create in person on a weekly basis in um, New York City. So, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm excited to drop the second one, which is just the next level of the same practice package you know mm-hmm. so it's just like level two Yay. um I look forward to filming more yeah because it's very um I you know I it took me some time but I finally had to realize like okay Rachel you have a voice you have this gift you can do this now put them you know put some shoes on both of those and let's go to work right. um so I finally feel like I'm finally starting that and this online content um was definitely a huge step in the right direction so I'm excited to finally be on the ground, moving at a nice pace. But yeah, um, we have to we have to practice together, me and you, Tracy. Yeah, mm. I'm totally down, man. But I love seeing your growth, and I thought that was such 
a big um well it's not a moment i was about to say i thought that was such a big moment but it's not a moment because it's actually stretching a whole period of time like now this is mm-hmm. another piece to um your career but i saw dude i remember seeing a post you put up where some people thought that this was like a sellout move or something to that extent what's that about like do you yeah just break that down and your thoughts. No, people, um, well, I didn't, if, if you've seen a comment like that, I didn't see that. But no, there were some people that were upset about um, the, the fact that a, a big part of me creating that, this, a big part of what I do, first of all, but in, you know, my online interviews with the online content, I talked about how it was really important for me to film this because of the lack of of black people being represented basically to just keep it all the way real. Mm -hmm. And I was just highlighting how important it is for someone to see me and say, Oh my gosh, she looks like me. Let me do what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And so I, yeah. And so I, that was a big part of why I created it. And some, some people were upset and they felt very excluded from the conversation, which is so odd, but yeah, they did. They felt very excluded. They felt like, why is it geared towards, I mean, not why is it geared towards, but basically like, why is it a fubu? You know, why are you talking about black women? Why is it not? all women and I'm like come on yo like really so that's what that was so you know I had to talk about it dismiss it and then keep it rolling that's a really interesting conversation huh but yeah no it is really Mm -hmm. it is really important because you have to um going back to what you said when you're talking about your purpose with teaching and a major role um as a teacher is empowerment you know, and yeah, and, and, it's, take, and it's taking it's taking the time to really um, highlight and guide the groups of people who get the least amount of attention and representation mm-hmm. and opportunity. So I think you're doing exactly. Mm-hmm, I think you're doing a really phenomenal job, my friend. And I especially Thank you see so that much. You're very, very welcome. And I mean that with full sincerity. Uh, and you see it because now you go on Instagram and. There's so many more um, brands that are coming out and representing the full spectrum of self-care for black women, particularly when it comes to yoga. And it's almost in a sense, I was telling one of my girls where wellness is going pop. And in some ways, Mm -hmm. that's a great thing because we want to um, kindle a higher consciousness on a on a major on a major scale. But then sometimes, you know, when corporations see, oh, okay, that's the wave. That's what we're doing. Then it Mm -hmm. becomes, oh, let's exploit this for the dollars. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, exactly. I have a friend. Her name is Dana. Her Instagram name is Nola Trees. And her and I had a quick conversation about how she's very, I mean, body positive like that. That is her thing. And it was like, now that that's a thing now, she was like, it's it's so watered down and it's so sad, but it was such, it was such a beautiful thing. But now it's just like, okay, how can we make money off of this hashtag? You know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I definitely know exactly what you're saying because she, I mean, she explained that to me perfectly. And yeah, so I feel like self care as important as it is, just like you're saying, like it's headed down there too, which is like, okay, like self care, eye roll. What do you really mean? You know? Yeah, that's true. So then for yourself, Mm -hmm. like how do you determine that someone is genuine and someone is just bullshit? Because in a sense, like when I think a lot of times whenever like even in music you know how a lot of times fans they love their favorite band artists when they're underground and then the moment that person you know reaches a level of success they're like sell out no everybody loves you then I'm not fucking with you and that 
<laughs> for real. Which and, is and bizarre, in, but <laughs> right. And in some ways, I'm like, you're so elitist. Like, you want to be the only person who's positively affected by something. Right. You wanted her to be broke, making music in the in the kitchen forever. Right. What? Just so you could be like, ooh, look who I know that you don't know. Let me put you on. Let me put you on. Like everybody's obsessed <laughs> yeah. with being the I'ma put you on person. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so it's so bizarre. Like, why just let everyone be happy and everyone enjoy it. Um, right. Right. But you said, how do I determine the authenticity with someone? Honestly, it's like sometimes you just know, just off rip, you know, but other times it's, it just takes trial and error. Like you just kind of figure it out over time. Mm-hmm. Um, typically it's that. Like I just, like when I meet new people, I'm very, like you said, like when you first met me, I was very just observant because, you know, it's a new place I'm living to. I know no one. Right. And so I'm trying to figure out like, okay, well, how do people in New York like act? Like how do they speak? Because the vibe here is definitely different from California. If I thought everyone that was rude here didn't like me, I would be by myself because, but that's just the culture. These people are just in their zone, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I just, I kind of take time to get to know people. I listen for like little red flags or it, it, sometimes it's as simple as like, how did someone respond? You know, um, my, my, one of my biggest things is I don't like when people treat someone who they feel isn't of a status lesser than mm-hmm. and so that's one of my biggest things um because i find myself around people with some sort of names in some sort of industry pretty often i kind of see like how people operate before they realize that they're them and then after you know and then typically i say okay if that's how you treated them probably how you gonna treat me too you know so then i'm like okay good i'm good off that person but i'm very private i'm very to myself but yeah when it comes to when it when i do meet new people i listen for how they speak if i'm if somehow the conversation like when i met you like somehow the conversation got crazy deep and it was just like someone that is true and authentic if you if this conversation goes off less and then you somehow you start talking about dreams and ambitions and if they're sitting there pouring into what you're doing you can probably put your money on you're talking to a a nice person you know Mm -hmm. if someone just kind of like listening or you feel like they're or you feel like at some point you start defending your dream because of what they're replying then probably a good sign you need to get away from them right yeah because that's what they're about Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and yeah, I agree with everything that you said. And I think it's it's hard to, or at least maybe me personally speaking and also from hearing from a couple of my peers, it can be difficult now navigating this self-care, personal development, wellness business, right? And it's fine with it mm-hmm. being a business because to me, there's nothing wrong with having a beautiful spirit, but wanting beautiful things that reflect that beautiful spirit, you know, money, totally. m- money can send your ass to Thailand to do a poppin' ass yoga retreat and send my ass there exactly. to attend. Which is where I want to go really bad. <laughs> Boom. Um, I'm definitely, I, f- I feel like I'm finally stepping through that thick wall of, I cannot get paid for my gift. I'm finally busting through that and saying, mm-hmm. learning my worth and saying, no, this is not only my gift, this is what feeds me right this is my livelihood so you have to you have to pay me um but it's i mean it's been a long so you'd say basically the last three years struggle oh how much do you charge i don't i don't know (laughs) no you do know Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know or how much did i don't know (laughs) doing things for free and then finally it was just like rachel like 
you're, you are working. This is work. You, you studied, you took classes, you were up late, you were practicing, bending your body, sweating, breaking your back, not literally breaking it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. To eventually be able to teach someone. So you can't say you slaved over a product and get away, give it away for free. Like this is the product. So right. it, you have to charge for it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm finally arriving. So still in the car, still pulling up, circling, looking for a space, arriving. But um, <laughs> yeah, definitely I'm arriving. <laughs> definitely yeah. I'm arriving to that place. I'm like, no, I know my worth. This is what it is. Of course, I, of course I believe 100% in, um, in relationships that are cultivated and their the currency exchanges. Um, love, you know, and sometimes that's right and that's it. And so I definitely just, I take each situation differently and um, I just go from there, but I'm, I'm learning. Right. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. No, I look at it as a divine exchange as well, because it's the same thing. Like mm-hmm. when we make a sacrifice for God or we do something to glorify God, we usually receive something back. And it's not that we should be doing it to receive, but it's just how you show love. <laughs> like yeah. whenever you know what I mean and it's like like you exactly. said the more time that you put into something the higher quality people just want to mm-hmm. pay as well because they're just like mm-hmm. what can I give you for exactly this? for every one person that tries to ask you for the hookup or ask for you for it for the free there is a hundred people behind them that realize what you do as a business and want to pay you for the work that you do mm-hmm Absolutely. So I have to realize that like for every person that gets mad, like, oh my gosh, really that much? There's a hundred more emails coming that'll say paid, invoice paid. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So now that there's more um, teaching yogis, that's how I should put that, not just yogis, teaching yogis out there. Do you find that as you um, now get deeper into creating a business that the wellness world has more a feeling of competition or does it primarily feel like camaraderie? Um, I feel like it might be a, it might be about, I feel like on the larger scale, 50, 50, but on a lower scale, like city to city, very much so, um, more camaraderie than competition, but on the larger scale, which is basically the scale that we're talking about, there's a lot of competition out there, which is very unfortunate. Very, 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 very unfortunate. Um, but I mean, it happens to me, anything, just like you said, anything, you know, touching human hands has some sort of flaw to it. So I just kind of just take it as it is. And so, you know what, just stay as authentic as you can be and just keep navigating through it. And the people that are meant for you to, um, you know, be there for you. They'll be there. Yeah. And not to worry about, um, you know, the comparing, which I do all the time because, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, there's so many beautiful things out there, beautiful retreat places, place, places just to teach period. And it's like, I see them and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why isn't that me? Why can't I get there? And then I have to just step back and realize, you know what? You're where you're supposed to be in December, 2016, you know, Absolutely. January, you could be living a whole different life in one month from one phone call. So, you know, there's no point, no point in looking sad about something that you don't have. It's not yours. Your name's on that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just try to keep my focus there. Like whatever, you know, it's for me, it's for me. And that's perfectly fine. And I can celebrate someone else knowing something amazingly grand, you know? Yeah. Absolutely, man. And like you said, with you being where you're meant to be right now, December 2016, and that place being yeah. New York City, what um, what caused the big move? So I came here last year to visit um, 
friends and teach, but it was just like I had never been to New York. I had come in 2013 for like a day and a half and I didn't get to see anything. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go back next year. And so 20, hold on. I got this timeline all wrong. Yes. Just kidding. So then I was like, I'm going to come back ASAP. So I didn't, but I didn't come back until two years later. till 2015, August. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to go, I'm going to teach, you know, make a little money and then also try to enjoy the city. Mm-hmm. And so I came, taught two workshops. Um, and these are the, one of the, I think these are the second and the third class that I had ever sold out. But the difference was these ones sold out like within a week. And so, um, and I mean, we were packed in that room. Like I was, I definitely underestimated, but those were to this day, my two favorite classes I've ever taught in my life. And I think they're my two favorite because they definitely activated a faith move for me. So I said, you know what, back home, I can't, I can't, I'm not growing. But when I was here in Brooklyn, in 2015, I was like, I felt like I grew in a day, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, if I really want to make yoga my full-time thing that I do, I have to get to New York City. Or I, I kept saying I had to get to Brooklyn because, you know, I'm from California and I don't know the lingo. So I kept saying I had to get to Brooklyn as if it was separate <laughs> from New York, which right. is weird, but whatever. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and so... um I was like, I'm going to move to New York. I was like, I'm going to move there or I'm going to at least go for a few months. I have to go back. And so in April of this year, I was going to Miami to teach at this event. And then it was kind of the same situation again, like, oh, you can go to New York for a few days. And I was like, I'm going to go. And so I just bought a one way. And so deep down inside of me, I was like, Rachel, you don't want to come back. Like this is your, and me and my dad had just gotten a huge argument right before I had left. And cause he was just like, like, what are you doing with this? Like, where's this going? Like, I don't see it no more. Like what's going on. And so when I had packed, I was like, let me pack everything I would need in case I never came home. And wow. so it was like, I halfway convinced myself I wasn't going to go home. But then the other half of me was like, but keep 300 to the side just in case you need to buy one way back to California. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just, I was just right on the same. So I went to Miami, I taught, bought the one way, went to New York. And right when I landed, I was like, I'm not going home. Wow. I, was, I knew I wasn't going home. And so, but I still, I didn't even tell my parents until it was due for me to be back, which was like a week and a half later. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not coming back. What was that? Not that they knew I didn't have a ticket anyway, but I was, mm-hmm. and it, it was a, it was a kind of a scary thing because then I was like, I'll just stay the whole summer. But deep down inside me, I was like, I'm not going back. Like I'm not. And I remember when I came, I kept telling people like, oh, just, just till like September and I'm moving home. And they were like, no, you're bad. And I'm like, yeah, I'm moving home. <laughs> no, you're not. And so, um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm still here. So I came with like, I think I had like $500. And I was like, we're going to make it work. Yeah. And look, man, you spun that shit into basketball. And even though it's like, I, and thank you, even though like where I am right now is not where, you know, I had on my little list of December, you know, November, December goals. Right. It's not where I want it to be, but it's just like, I'm so elated that I'm not in Riverside, California wow. doing nothing. You know, it's like, dang, I'm, I'd rather be out here tripping and falling than back home chilling, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, I know that thought always keeps me encouraged. But yeah, I've, I've definitely done more here than I've done back home in the past two years. So I'm excited about that. And I'm, I'm really going to, you know, plant my feet and really make New York home. And I'm so excited about it. Yay. Aw, and I've got housewarming gifts for you, boo. Yay, thanks. That's super dope. Well, you know what? I think this leads to a good um, closing question. And 
I want to know what are some things that you learned from this past 365 days that are about to um, uh, officially be expired? What in 2016 are some new things you learned about your body and also your spirit? Um, my body, I learned I have to just go with the flow, honestly, mm-hmm. because my body's made a lot of changes this year and I feel like felt things felt worse because I was fighting them. But when I finally kind of just let go and was like, okay, cool. You know, Hey, look, I gained five pounds. I'm going to look different. Oh, well, cool. I can't really been like I could last year. Oh, well, cool. Whatever. It doesn't matter. So when I finally let go of that, I finally, and this is, I mean, this was like the reason like three weeks ago that I finally was like, I'm letting go of this and I'm just going to keep it going. You know, I'm, I'm so young. I'm, tw- you know, I just turned 25 this year. And so I feel like that was like my, like, I don't know, a milestone, <laughs> I don't <Hell> know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, so I, I definitely felt the changes in me, but then, um, spiritually, I would definitely say like, if I had to put a title on like, what did you learn, Rachel? I would say you can't prepare for a faith move. And I say that because me moving from California to here with $500, most people would be like, yo, you're crazy. Like, why didn't you say something, you know, Mm -hmm. save money first and then move. But it's like, but if I were to save money and then move, it it didn't require that much faith because I had the money. (laughs) So I would have just moved. So definitely with anything, you can't prepare for it. So there's not, if opportunity comes knocking, you can't run back and grab your paperwork. It's just do it now. Go now, now. Mm-hmm. And just go. You can't prepare for it. Just go and believe, you know, that's what it's all about. You, you don't, <clears throat> you know, you don't build a bridge and then believe you can walk across it. Well, yeah, you built it. Right. You know? right, 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 right. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, just learning to lean on God more because the weight of our troubles, of our doubts, comparison, all of that is never heavy to him. But when we exactly. put that all in ourselves, oh, the bones start aching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so exactly. So it's not like you know we all you know we all have brains. We know how to think, but it's it's the faith move and that move, whatever it is, is different for from for every single person, you know. Mm-hmm. But that was mine. My faith move was I ain't coming back. Word. <laughs> and you mani- <laughs> and you manifested it. So what's on like your um your vision board for twenty seventeen? 2017, um, I got a couple of retreats up there that actually are already in the works, but still put them on the vision board because they might expand. I got a couple, like, little, little details I want at the retreats, like the way I want, like, the little name tags on the doors, like little things like that. I put them on the vision board. But um, I have a couple of retreats, more online filming content, um, which is all on my website. Um, what else do I have? A lot more brand partnerships and get it. I thanks, girl. And I haven't. I put it on the board for seventeen, but didn't pin it to a month or anything. But definitely moving forward with my own apparel. Yes. Um, line in in whatever way that may happen, whether it's me manufacturing it or me partnering with a brand that already exists and creating my line within their brand. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, but the vision is these leggings mean Rachel, like I designed these, you know, so that's mm-hmm. the vision, um, however it manifests. But yeah, so 
should be pretty packed out. Um, and of course, I, of course, there's going to be some little things that pop up along the way um, that I'm like, oh my God, I need to do that. Definitely traveling. I have to go to Thailand. If I don't, I'm going to cry. Right. I hear that, man. Same yeah. here. Well, I have no doubt that all of that, the universe has big ass ears. So that's why I also wanted you to just like vocalize it. Cause even though you've already been doing that yourself, repetition is the mother you. of learning. And we want to send that on Hello. an express route to the universe's ears, yo. Anyways, Bo. Thank you. You're very welcome. I appreciate you Thanks infinitely. Thanks for calling, Tracy. Yes. And I hope you can feel. I love chatting with you. I love chatting with you, too. That makes me happy. Thank you for saying that, because it's really important to me, especially as um, I get older, that people really, really understand, feel, don't have to question when I appreciate them. You know, when I say I love you, mm-hmm. things of that nature. So... I'm happy to have you on the phone. I'm happy to have you in my life. I'm happy to share your work with others. I'm happy to root for you. All of that. All of that. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Boo. And thank you for sharing, you know, so many layers of who you are with all of these ears. On Thank them. you. Next time we'll go a little deeper. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. My little pretzel. We can go deeper with the stretch. <laughs> I got you. I'm down. I'm down for a part two, baby. We got a whole new year that is opening up its doors. Baby. All right. <laughs> I love you so so much, Rach. All right. I'm so appreciative of Rachel for allowing me to tour her mind with you all. She is really a special gal in my life. And if you're not already, I want you to bring her into your own world by following her. She's at Yoga Rachel and she spells Rachel R-A-C-H-E-A-L. She's serious about that spelling if you did not notice. <laughs> and that's the same for both her Twitter and her Instagram She also travels a lot, y'all. She teaches yoga workshops, so if the opportunity is there, I say definitely take it because an in-person experience with her energy is necessary, in my opinion. She's a tiny girl. You'll see it, but her presence is most certainly felt. Now, if you rocked with this episode, I am grateful. I truly am, and I ask that you do me a solid and leave a rating and review on iTunes. Also, share it with thy friends and such. If you want to know more about me and my work, visit she'sbeautyandthebeast.com. Oh, my gosh. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Wow. <laughs> Many of you guys notice. Wow. How the hell am I leaving this to the end? Okay, whatever. Here it is. Many of you guys notice, but if you do not, I'm going to tell you right now. Because of us, your girl is in the May issue of Essence magazine. I'm talking about the tangible flip through the 100 pages issue, okay? As part of their woke, is it 100 pages? Whatever, let me just stay on track. It's part, I'm part of their woke 100 list uh, where they picked a batch of badass black women who they feel are shaping this world for the better. <sighs> Y'all got me in there, guys. You guys really, really did in my heart is in your lap till the casket. I'm really proud of this. And it's made me realize that figuring out, figuring out the best way to make your mark in this lifetime is no easy feat. But I can honestly and sincerely say that this platform with you guys is what really keeps my heart open, you know, and my faith activated and my gangster on. So in all caps, bolded, italicized, and underlined, and highlighted, 
I say thank you. Till next time, keep the soul lit. She's beauty and the beauty.